Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest feists to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Hey, what can I hunt with a hound in California? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a testament to, you know, the, the tradition of, of hound hunting and, and how it is a part of our a part of our American history, you know, and catching foxes. Foxes, pigs, raccoons, you know, we've, we've done some bear trips out in Arizona and, and that kind of stuff, so. I'm here tonight with Blaine Jackson of SoCal Outfitters. How you doing tonight, Blaine? I'm doing great, thanks. So SoCal Outfitters, you know, not the first place I think of when I'm thinking tree dogs is Southern California. So yeah. what, are you, what are you hunting in Southern California with tree dogs? Uh, well, mostly we're running foxes, running foxes through the, uh, it's kind of a semi-desert terrain, you know, uh, I got you on the zoom call, but you, you see my place here, it's dry, it's rocky, yeah. you know, brush is thick, it's something like running foxes in in uh southern texas is what i would what i would relate it to the most okay but yeah we head up north and and uh and we hunt pigs too and and we'll go out to some of the farm country in the valleys and uh, hunt coons in the ditches and and either catch them on the ground or or get them treated up and and all that good stuff i think those trips for me are more training for my dogs you know when fox hunting gets tough and Okay. I get tired of get tired of getting whipped, you know. I'll, I'll go hit the ditches and whatnot out in the farm country. So I'm, I'm assuming you're set, you're talking gray fox, not red fox. Yeah, gray foxes. Okay. Yeah, the climbing type. I live in big red fox country, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no red foxes out here, you know. And I I know a little bit about red fox hunting. Uh, sounds like most of them go to ground, and the grays go to ground too. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, when we're catching them, we're either catching them in the desert after a long race and or you know it happens a few different ways but uh and i and i've only got so many catches under my belt you know trying to get dog seasoned on gray foxes is a is a chore but um yeah so we'll either catch them in, in rock piles and really at that point we just pat the dogs up you know we don't mm-hmm. have any any terriers or anything to go to the ground and okay. take care of that situation but uh yeah for the most part we're catching them in trees catching them in oak trees uh, a lot of times it ends up being trees that are, you know, in a close proximity to rocks, you know, rock piles and whatnot. And for whatever reason, instead of going to ground, they, they, they make their way up the trees. So nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, I know some guys have got dogs that make, make short work of getting a, a fox up a tree, but uh, I don't think I have those dogs. I end up getting pretty long races, you know, Gotcha. You know, it makes for a good time, a fun night or, or a fun morning hearing the dogs work. It's kind of surprising how cold trailing, cold trailing a fox will turn into a jump race, you know, mm-hmm. and how quickly it happens. Yeah. You know, there's not, there's not really, I mean, I haven't found that there, there's not really like that slow progression where they're warming up the track, you know, especially if you're hunting in the mornings, cause you're kind of taking that. If the sun's coming up, that fox is probably already bedded in my experience. You know, so we'll take those cold trails of that fox moving through the night and then jump them out of their beds. And normally in daylight hours, you know, the dogs can see the fox of the race is over pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's a little interesting, you know, the guys up North and in Northern and Central California, I think they got a little better because the brush isn't as thick. I don't know if we were recording before, but yeah, I would, I've got a couple of buddies in Texas too. And that, that used to live out here. 
and they run dogs and, and basically, yeah, it's the best thing they're related to that's, that's popular and well-known is running bobcats okay. in South Texas or East Texas, wherever it is. That thick scrub country. Oh, it's thick, man. You, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta learn how to move around out here. You know, like if you want to get anywhere, you gotta learn to go through stuff. Okay. You know, if you, if you get in the habit of, of trying to get around stuff like, Oh, I'm just going to go around this and then make it to the dogs. Like you're never going to get anywhere. Sometimes you just got to, you know, put your head down and, and blaze a trail, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the thorns and whatnot are as bad uh, here as in East Texas, but I, I'm, I'm sure it's just a stick. That's know? good. At least that way, when you do yeah. go bulldozing through, at least you're not coming out with a bunch of holes. Right. Yeah. But we probably got just as many snakes though. So uh, it makes for a good time. But now, since you said you have a lot of snakes, do you have, have you had any issues with that with your dogs? Not yet, man. I snake train my dogs pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty tough on them with with snake training from the get go. When I get them to the house, now, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll just get a snake, you know. And or every time I kill a snake around the house, you know, uh, it sounds kind of mean, I guess, but it's better than dog dying. But I'll, I'll just set them up with a shock collar on, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll just hook them all up one at a time. You know, so they're not, you know, so it's each one finds it by itself. Yeah. You know, like, oh, what's that? Or I'll cut the head off a snake and while it's still squirming around, I'll, I'll, I'll let the dogs out with their shot collars on and, and just and hook them up that way, you know. No, I mean, I can understand. It's better to teach them a little bit of punishment than, like you said, right. have, have them get bit and dying. Yeah. I, I actually got one dog. Actually, all my dogs are, I mean, at this point, they're terrified of snakes. But uh, a couple of weeks back, I was out jogging my dogs. Uh, I had the hounds with me, and the hounds had already gone up in front, and I, I got a pit pointer uh, who's kind of my my utility dog. And he came back to me, and he was kind of walking real tight to my side, and and I could just tell by his body language something was up. And I was like, I bet you there's a snake up the way here. And so I started walking slow, and it wasn't 20 yards. There was a rattlesnake across the trail. Jeez. Yeah, so he pretty much warned me there was a snake in the trail. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, and he, that's not the first time he's done it, you know, where, where he's let me know, hey, there's a snake around. So, yeah, it works out, but it's definitely something you got to do. Yeah, I'm lucky. I don't really have that issue. We don't have too many poisonous snakes around, and what we do have, you don't run into very often. So, right, right. So, but yeah. you're fairly new to dogs, aren't you? Yeah, I've been at it for a few years. I think my my oldest dog will be four at the end of this year. Okay. I got and I got him when he was about ten months old. Uh, he was a he was a just a started coon dog, you know. And uh, he'd been on a handful of coons, maybe a dozen coons or so, and that that was kind of my starting point. Okay. You know, he already knew how to road, and you know, he knew how to trail and and all that stuff. And then yeah, I put in a couple more young dogs behind him. Uh, once once he got going. And, uh, shoot, I haven't looked back. And so I, I've, I've done a lot. I've done a lot with my hounds. Not, I'm not going to say numbers wise, but, but I guess, uh, you know, species wise, we've, we've had some fun and success, you know, catching foxes, foxes, pigs, raccoons, you know, we've, we've done some bear trips out in Arizona and, and that kind of stuff. So. Okay. You know, I, I got versatile dogs. Like I, I get so many different opinions on, on what I need to be doing with, with my dogs, just depend or, or what a good dog is even, mm-hmm. uh, just based on who I'm hunting with and, and, you know, what their specialty is, you know, yep. 
that's that's one thing I'm learning, you know, or I've learned just in the few years I've been I've been doing this is yeah, everybody wants something different. Everybody's got a different style. You know, some people want gritty dogs. Some people hate a gritty dog. <laughs> uh, you know, I've had people tell me my, you know, one, one of my dogs has got too much nose and some guys love a silent dog and other people hate a silent dog. <laughs> you know, yep. it's like, it's, so you're There's trying to figure it out. There's all kinds of opinions. So, you know, and as a, as a beginning hound hunter, you're just kind of, you know, you're trying to process all this information to, to try and make your pack as good as it can be. And it can be a little daunting sometimes, you know, but no, but I've been having fun with it. I'm a big game hunter, man. I've hunted, I've hunted all over the country. I've hunted all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm trying to shoot the super 10 within the next five years is my goal. Nice. Or maybe the poor man's super 10. I don't know if I'll ever draw a sheep or a goat tag. <laughs> Eventually probably lifetime goals to get the real super 10, I guess, but uh, I might settle for an odd ad or, or something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. So, but I've, yeah, like I was, I was going to say, I've, I've been all over hunting all kinds of different stuff and, and, uh, I've always been a dog man since I was a kid and, and yeah, once I started going with these hounds, I'm like, you know what, everything else is going to be secondary because I, I, I love the dog game. What got you into hounds? Uh, you know, I, I, I always grew up watching videos, you know, I didn't know anybody who had hounds. Um, I think probably uh i was on the east coast when i was a kid i was a military brat you know and and uh you know guys had hog dogs and stuff down there in uh southern georgia and florida northern florida and then i had one buddy here with a coon so i always kind of knew about it you know i, I was always into watching dogs on, on tv and and watching the guys in australia hog dogs and quads and all that but really it was just I think I saw, I, I saw one video of a guy who was catching game with one hound and I was like, yeah, I'll just get one hound, <laughs> you know, and it just kind of snowballed from there. But yeah, my, my first uh, experience with my own trailing dog, I guess, was uh, I trained my, my pit pointer to blood trail wounded deer. Okay. And, uh, and so we, we recovered probably half a dozen deer, you know, the, the first year, the first year I was confident he could do it. And I was, I told people about him and I, I told some game wardens about him. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of what really sparked it for me Okay, where, where I had a good time just mm -hmm. recovering deer. And then, yeah, that, that really got me like, you know, well, I'm going to get a hound. Like, I, I think I can do this. So yeah, just kind of snowballed from there, man. And, and, uh, you know, I'm checking the regs like, okay, what can I hunt with a hound in California? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, a lot of your big game options have been, uh, cut off the table oh, there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, you know what I feel for the guys, the guys I've met, just a few guys I've met who, who either run, still run hounds or used to run hounds in California. You know, it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking to hear the stories of, you know, the way things used to be and they just kind of got their, their way of life and everything swept out from under them. Mm -hmm. Shoot. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, you know, if you got a full kennel of, of bear dogs and, and they just took the bear hunting away and I've even met old timers, uh, who, you know, used to run lines back in the day, yep. uh, in the early nineties. And, and yeah. And I, I think it just should, it should just be a warning to, to, uh, the rest of the country, mm -hmm. the rest of the houndsmen across the nation is, you know, the anti has got a plan and, and they are just chipping away at it. So anytime you can make a, make a step in the right direction, as far as hound hunting rights you know it, it's a big win and anytime somebody tries to go against you you got to fight back with all you can exactly you know, because yep. 
because they're coming. So now you saying about, you know, old timers bear hunting in California. I know a guy that had bear dogs and when they outlawed bear hunting, he ended up selling out because he just couldn't see himself having dogs. He couldn't bear hunt anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, I've, I've met guys who, who sold out, you know, or maybe they got a hound or two around the house still mm-hmm. and they'll go out, you know, go out and do some coon hunting and whatnot every now and then, you know, like me, like I'll, I'll go, I'll drive to Arizona and it's, it's a different feeling when you're over there, you know, and you're, you're not like this, uh, you're not the black sheep of the hunting community, you know, you're just another hunter, Yep. you know, and you know, you see the game more and you're not worried you're going to get you know, the shakedown, it's just kind of a wave and how you doing? Did you get anything? And it's like, well, well, I'm still hunting, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, like I said, it's, I I just checked the regs and I, and I, (laughs) I I mean, I guess it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not always about what you, what you're catching, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's just enjoying the dogs, enjoying the, the dog work and the trailing. Yep. And you know, if you catch some at the end, I'm not real big on shooting stuff out to my dogs anyway you know I'll, I'll pat them up and say good dog i heard a, a wise old man say that you know if you got to shoot stuff out and your dogs have to pull pull fur to to catch game you probably didn't have much of a dog in the first place <laughs> i've heard the you same know? yeah so i'm so i'm good with that you know it's mm-hmm. just really yeah it's all about the dogs man i mean i, I don't know how, how long have you been at it for i'm sure you've been doing it longer than me i've been in this a little over 10 years is that right? Okay. Yep. Did you grow up in it? Nope. Uh, skipped a generation. My grandfather used to run beagles, but my dad never, okay. my dad didn't hunt from the time he was, you know, late teens. He still doesn't hunt. And by really? the time, and my dad was the youngest. So my grandfather was pretty old by the time I was born and had pretty much quit hunting by the time I was born. So, right. You know, what's funny is I, I didn't even know until I started running dogs and all my, my distant family started hearing that I had a pack of dogs and I got six dogs at the house and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> you're feeding all those, you know, but come to find out that my, uh, I think my great grandfather ran dogs. Okay. On the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, and then surprising enough, you know, I'm, I'm half black, half white. It was on the, the black side of my family. My, okay. so my great, my great grandfather in Utah, Ran dogs. Awesome. I think he had he had hounds and GSPs. Okay, awesome. So yeah, it was just a cool piece of history. Crazy learned stuff. Yeah, it just just kind of came out, and I, I was like, man, you know, I can't believe nobody ever told me that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and yeah, I guess it's well, I don't know. You know, the old, old old timey folks. I guess a lot of people were into the stuff that seems uh, I don't know. I guess archaic or whatever nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. it was just it was just what people did back then. Oh yeah. I grew up listening to my, my grandfather. He, um, he had like a little spaniel mix during the great depression. He's like, we ran anything with that dog. He's like, we, he goes, we <laughs> yeah. caught more possums and skunks than anything. But he said during the great depression, he goes, didn't matter. You probably ate those possums, huh? Yeah. He goes, you know, <laughs> that possum hide was worth a quarter or whatever. And right. And those days that was, that was big money. Right. Right. Possum stew. Uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's really cool. The, the history behind it and, no, and knowing that it's in my family's history, even though, you know, I got into it on my own without even knowing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely cool to hear. Um, awesome. and, and it's just kind of a, you know, it's kind of a testament to, you know, the, the tradition of, of hound hunting and, and how mm-hmm. it is a part of our, 
a part of our American history, you know, and it's exactly it's something that should be embraced, you know. But I think overall, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff like in California, everybody's so sensitive. Um, you know, there, there's there's stuff in hound hunting that'll kind of you're kind of like, I mean, even for me coming into it, it can be a little brutal sometimes, you know. But I I, I think uh, just the brutality of the world is something that people have separated themselves from. Yep. Um, you know, and yeah, and, and you kind of have to like wrap your head around it again. You're like, you know what, dude, this is just uh, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, this is this is beast beast versus beast. You know, <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. And you say that about people separating nature and the reality of nature from what they're what they're used to. I'm sure you saw the video of um the bear killing the hog at Great Smoky Mountain National Park recently. Went no, viral. I didn't. You didn't all yet. You'll have to look it up. This bear, black bear, kills a fairly decent size wild boar. Wow. Right on the side of the road with cars all around, you know, and the one guy has a a video and it's like 10 minutes long. Right. This bear's completely gassed after he kills this this wild hog. But yeah. And people are all freaking out about it. It's like, this is nature. This is reality. Yeah. We need to stop this. Somebody do something. Somebody do something. It's like, no, man, this is, this is the way it goes. Everything else except for us is this is where they're living. And while, you know, our, our dogs are domesticated. Right. It's the same concept. They are still an, an animal doing what they've been bred to do yeah. forever. And that is hunt and catch game. Well, they don't have to miss so many meals before they went feral. Oh, yeah. You know? So it, it's in them for sure. Uh, I was going to say, I seen the video that of a black bear. It was like a cinnamon black bear killing a deer in somebody's backyard. And they're like, God, oh, Jesus, you know, the deer screaming for its life. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just on the same point there. But um, yeah, they, they only have to miss so many meals and maybe right back the way they were. Yep. But yeah, you guys were lucky. You don't even have to have these conversations when you live in our states. You know, it's just kind of, I guess your your way of life isn't as threatened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not oh, yeah. immediate. You know, but here it's like you constantly have to talk about it. You know, it has to be at the forefront of every conversation. Mm-hmm. And we, and we honestly get lax about it around the rest of the United States, especially I do. I hunt a lot in West Virginia In West Virginia. There's nobody coming for hound hunters in West Virginia, you know, for the yeah. most part. And right. good luck. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It, it's such, it's such ingrained in the history there and the culture there. Right. So there's nobody coming for it because to come for it, would be you know a death sentence in politics right right you know so yeah. we yeah, get lucky those boys on, those. Uh, on the uh the untamed mm-hmm. running running bears out there in west virginia yep uh looks like a good time looks like a, a family event oh yeah you know so that's cool got a buddy that i hunt with and just the other day that he took his two daughters to the tree and his and his grandmother made it out to the tree wow nice so it probably wasn't his grandmother's first time either, huh? Actually, it was. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's great. That's great. Now, tell I me a little bit. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me a little bit more about your pack. You said you got three hounds. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, I got uh, my first dog was a kind of a mixed up. You know, I really have to say, I'm more of a dry ground line hound mm-hmm. type dog. Super cold nose. Like I, I said before, I've, I've been around a handful of different packs and 
and he's always a standout as far as having a cold nose. So he's just a great strike dog. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Well, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I, I'd put him up against any dog as a strike dog, you okay. know, and, and as far as his nose goes. And then, uh, so he kind of looks like he's like a, you know, a white tick dog, you know, he's mostly white and, and but he's got the, the black ticking on him. So I don't know what he's, what he's got in him all together or where that comes from. But, uh, and then I got another pure Walker hound. Okay. He's, uh, he's got about a quarter Jeff Allen Walker hound in him. I don't know if you know Jeff Allen or he's a famous lion hunter too. Um, heard the name. Yeah. And, uh, I got him out of Wyoming when I first got started. I, you know, I didn't know too many people with hounds. And, uh, so I got him off an ad on big game houndsman. Mm-hmm. and I had him shipped out as a pup. And then uh, shortly after that, I was raising him up. I, I met a couple people who ran dogs. Uh, one guy ran tree dogs. Another guy uh, ran pigs. And he ended up having an accidental litter. Turned out to be a pretty good one. So he's he's a quarter trig, quarter walker, and half uh, leopard cur, American okay. leopard cur. Yep. So I think having that leopard cur blood – and I, I knew, I knew his dad too. I'm starting to lean towards liking the leopards as a all purpose dog, mm-hmm. just cause he's a, he's a decent strike dog. He moves the track fast. He'll put his head up and win the track. You know, I've seen him down Canyon, you know, running where my other dogs are on the track trail and yeah. he'll be a ways away with his head up, just catching the wind and going with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm starting to like that. I, I, from what I hear, that's the leopard in them, but I guess it could be the trig too, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like him as an all purpose dog, uh, even though, uh, my other dogs, you know, they, they've got cold noses and they'll, they'll grind out a tough track, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if they, if any of these guys get something jumped, uh, I got a pretty fast pack. I, I don't have any kind of pot liquor type build in any of these dogs. These dogs are all fast and, yeah. and the, you know, they'll all, they could all break 20 miles in a day mm-hmm. on a hard hunt, you know? So they're, yeah, they're, I got an athletic bunch. And then I got my, you know, my pit, my pit pointer, uh, that always has to go to the vet. <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a cool dog. Um, but I, I, you know, what's nice about having a, a dog that's not a hound is if the hounds are working and this guy takes the track with them, I know we're probably going to catch it. Okay. You know, because mm-hmm. if he hangs, if he hangs back and he's just chilling with me, I'm like, eh, you know, maybe we'll catch it. But if he goes, I know it's on. Yeah. You know, a little warmer uh, track. Right. Yeah. He's my check dog for sure. Well, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say check dog, but I don't know. Like sometimes I don't know. I don't know what it is to be honest. Sometimes he goes, sometimes he just hangs back with me and kind of watches my back while I'm out there. I hunt by myself a bunch. Mm-hmm. so yeah no it's it's fun it, it's fun man but yeah the as far as the dog yeah the hounds go uh i think I, i'm because i'm running fox so much and and i i want to consistently catch more i've kind of been in the market for to try and get some running dogs out of texas okay um but i don't know if getting one or two of them is going to make that much of a difference you know mm-hmm. so i'm i'm kind of uh, I'm having this debate with myself all the time uh, and with my wife <laughs> <laughs> about, about getting a couple more, a couple more dogs to kind of speed up my, uh, my trailing speed or my trailing style, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, 
you know, that leopard, that leopard mix is, he does stuff on his own, but he's my youngest dog. So he ends up getting pulled back into the cold trailing, you know? Okay. I think eventually if I want to start catching foxes consistently, I'm going to have to get some more running blood in my pack. You mm-hmm. know, I, I got what it takes to go catch game in Arizona, you know, to go catch big game, but to catch the small stuff down here, yep. uh, I, I just need a different style, a different, and, I, and if, if I could probably go back two or three years, I probably would have avoided tree dogs. I probably just would have started with the, uh, kept the one dog I had and started looking for straight running dogs, okay. you know, or mm-hmm. leopards. That's how we got talking, right? Yep. I, I've been on, I, I see your post with your leopard hounds. You know, I talked to, old, uh, what's his name? Randy, Randy Oller, Oller. Oller cause that's, that's my dog got his leopard blood from out okay. of his kennel. And, Makes sense. Uh, and he's a big gray fox hunter too. He is. He is. I picked his brain a bunch, man. And, and, and he kind of confirmed what I was, what I was thinking, you know, I was like, the train dogs are nice, you know, they're, they're nice to be able to walk with nice to be able to listen to They're good looking or big dogs. I like a big dog, you know, but I, I just don't think that they're what you need. Maybe you need one or two, one of them in your pack to locate and tree or just to have that, that level of locate and tree. Mm-hmm. Cause from what I heard, the running dogs can do it too, but just maybe not as well. Um, and I'm sure somebody would get offended if I, they heard me say that. <laughs> yeah. If I could go back, I would have just kept one, one, uh, one tree dog and, and, uh, cold trail type dog. And then, and then I would have just packed up my kennel with running dogs, you know, okay. for catching fox, for catching foxes. I, I don't know if that would do it for going to Arizona and, and, you know, running other stuff, bears and cats and whatnot. Now, how far from Arizona are you? Um, probably about, I guess the fastest way I, I'm probably three hours from the border mm-hmm. across the Colorado. You go over there often or, uh, you know, I pick my days. If the weather's right or if they get a snow out there or whatever it is, I'll go. Okay. I've taken my dogs out there probably, you know, since I've been confident with my dogs where I, where I'm like, okay, you know, I got them pretty much broke, uh, and running hard, you know, running the catch. Uh, shoot, I've probably been out there five or six times. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's a big trip. It's a big trip. So you, so you just got to pick your day, you know? That's what it's like for me to go to West Virginia or Virginia. I live in Pennsylvania. We have bears, but not where I live. And you can't run bears in Pennsylvania with hounds. Is that right? I figured you would have been able to. Nope. We are one of few states along the East coast that you can't, we have no running. Like even New York has a training season. They don't have a kill season with hounds, but they have a training season. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's nice of them (laughs) 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 to to let people train on bears. Uh, the, the benefit of it, although it, it sucks, you can't kill them, but you know, there's no kill season, but it at least hazes bears and teaches bears to stay away from people and dogs where, Oh, right. Yeah. They Jersey <laughs> and Pennsylvania. We, I, I honestly think it's going to become a bigger issue, um, as our bear population has been expanding in both States, especially New Jersey. Yeah. They're losing their fear of people and they're moving more, right. they're moving closer as people move out and their numbers expand, we're having more bear conflicts. Oh yeah. I've heard the same thing in Northern California is it's starting to get out of hand already, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, since the houndsmen haven't been filling the quota here in California. Yeah. uh, I imagine. Cause yeah, it's a, 
Yeah, it's a set quota and a set number of bears that the state wants to take every year. But now that there's no hounds, they never fill it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they need to either open up a spring season or let the houndsmen loose, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I lived in Pennsylvania for a, a year. I lived in Carlisle. Okay. That's yeah. not too far from me. Yeah, yeah. My old man was, uh, was at the uh, Army War College over there. But anyway, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I've been up in those mountains. It'd be nice yep. to be able to hunt up there. Yeah. So, so now you're an outfitter, so you're not running your dogs outfitting. No. So what are you outfitting? Ducks, deer. Uh, like I said, we got the pig, ha- the pig ranch up North. Uh, what the heck else do we do? Boat, uh, bow fishing during the summer when the carp spawn happens, I'll take out a handful of people every year. Uh, but yeah, my big thing is ducks. Okay. Yeah. We get a lot of guys out of state who want to shoot cinnamon teal. And then we get a lot of local hunters down here that are just getting started, you know, and they, they, or they don't have buddies who hunt or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. so we take them out too, you know, there's it, it actually a good market for it. I'm the only hunting guide in San Diego County. So I pretty much got the whole market to myself, but I, I don't know. I don't offer or, or advertise to, to offer trophy hunts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the, the biggest trophy that, that we ever land every year is, is, you know, uh, a full plume, cinnamon teal for for someone from the east coast you know okay. who's trying to who's trying to check that box mm-hmm. um so everything else is just you know i do a little bit here and there so but yeah i have fun with it fun with it you know pad my income a little bit nice now i was honestly dumbfounded when i stumbled across your instagram i'm like southern california outfitters <laughs> who in the world's hunting yeah. in southern california <laughs> like Dude, you'd be surprised how many people hunt out here you know uh from a from a east coast guy here like you th- i think southern california i think la beaches yeah you know i realize no, that there's some mountains but just don't think about it well you just make sure you're 30 minutes away from the coast and you're pretty it's, it, it gets pretty rural you know okay i mean well first off you know if you look at california as a whole we've got more public land than i think any state you know wow. we've got just a ton of blm national forests, national wildlife refuges, state refuges. Um, you know, we've got, we've got local deer here. We've got an interesting subspecies here because where, where we live in San Diego County is kind of a, um, it's kind of a meeting place between the black tail deer and the, the mule deer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how many miles of intersection there is, but basically we've got multiple species of deer. We've got three species of deer in San Diego County, which kind of blows people's minds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and, and we've got three different ruts and that's just here in San Diego County. If you go uh, an hour and a half East from here, headed out towards Arizona, we've got big desert bucks that'll, you know, get up to 160, 170 inches. And the same thing as you head North, hunting on the nevada border you got giant bucks out there probably a little better deer numbers uh then you get up into the you know the southern part of the sierra nevada mountains and you probably have some of the best bear hunting in the country mm-hmm. I, i've been bear hunting with my bow uh two times two two days total and i've killed two bears wow. <laughs> so so just to give you an idea uh, of how many bears we have and and i and i saw multiple bears uh, multiple bears in those days. And even in the days I was hunting with my, the rest of my buddies, you know, we, we see a lot of bears and, and there's just, there's just a ton of them, you know, and we've got a lot of wilderness country. Uh, we've got 
logging road country. It was probably great for the guys who were hunting bear, hunting hounds, which I never got the experience. But yeah, Southern California, man, we've got, and then we've got all kinds of waterfowl. We've got lakes we can hunt, refuges. We've got the Colorado River on the Arizona border for waterfowl. We've got decent quail hunting. We've got incredible dove hunting, you know, just south of us here. You know, I, I shoot, <laughs> you know, I shoot doves right here on my property. You know, you know, that's, I guess that's not anything to write home about, but, uh, you know, just add it to the list. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I make a part-time living out of it. There, you know, there, there's enough of it. Yeah. And, uh, no, you know, like I said, you can, it just caught me by surprise. It just wasn't what, cause it wasn't what right. I think of when I think Southern California. Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as somebody that lives over here on the East coast, that's never been there. No, just, I hear you, man. Well, I grew up, I grew up bass fishing and, uh, and offshore fishing, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the other thing that's cool is, you know, we've got tons of lakes around here. They got a pile of 10 pound bass in them. You know, once, once the season comes, I'm, I'm taking charter boats or jumping on my buddy's boats out of San Diego and we're going and catching yellowfin tuna and, and blue fins and yellowtail and or catching rockfish, you know? So. Wow. Good fishing. Yeah. If you're, if you're willing to, if you're willing to drive and put in the time, I mean, you could just about do anything out here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it catches a lot of people off guard, but more people are getting into it, especially with, you know, Joe Rogan and, and, and his buddies, you know, and, and all yeah. the Southern California people who listen to his podcast, yep. a lot of guys are getting into bow hunting and, and duck hunting and, and all that stuff. So, um, I'd say it's growing down here. It's growing. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's awesome for hunter numbers. Is it awesome for you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm all four hundred numbers. The more, the more, the merrier. I, I, I'm any more. I, I just, I, I, the writing's on the wall. We need more hunters. We need more support. And, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm hunting somewhere and, and my area gets overcrowded, I'm, I just know I got to kick it into high gear and, and out, and out hike, you mm -hmm. know, the comp, the competition. And I'm good with that. I actually, I actually enjoy that, you know? Okay. Good deal. So what's next on your, as far as your hounds go? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I'm I got my eye on a running dog right now. Um, just trying to speed up the the style of trailing in my pack. You know, I don't I don't think I'm finished out with Master and the Gray Fox and their training ability, and and I'll probably travel with them a little more. I, I've made some friends. That, that's the cool thing about the hound community is, you know, every now and then you'll bump into somebody who's willing to willing to help you out, you know, and and let you kick kick their dogs in with yours or or whatever it is, but. Yeah, yep. right now, dude, just trying to get better at, at being more consistent. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what I got my my uh, my sight set on. Uh, a friend of mine told me to keep a log of, you know, how, how often I catch and how often I don't. And I go, I don't <laughs> need to keep a log. <laughs> I don't need to keep a log to know I need to work on it. You know, but yeah, no matter what, I'm having a good time when I'm out there. You know, even even if I do get frustrated sometimes. You know, as far as your buddy telling you to keep a log. I'll tell you, an older guy told me the same thing. And he said, one of the things he told me was like, he liked to look back on it. You know, he's, he still has some hounds, but he's pretty much out of coon hunting. And okay. just cause he, he'll go every now and again, but not like he used to. Right. He, so he likes to look back on them and he, you know, he would keep track of the weather. He would keep track of how he did, what dogs he hunted, where he hunted. Yeah. And he had, and he said he did that for 
like a couple of years. So he had the differences between the weather, between the different dogs, between different spots. So he had right. records of all this. And he's like, he could tell you a, how the dogs progressed, but B how conditions or the spot coon numbers got better, got worse, different spots, stuff right. like that. Yeah. He can he tell you all somewhat that. of a, somewhat of a game manager, huh? Yeah. I always thought that was super interesting. And well, I've always thought it was interesting. I've yet to actually put it into practice. Yeah, no, I guess you got to know what you're supposed to keep track of first. I guess baromic pressure and moisture and temperature and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know if it would make much difference as far as when I went, because I go when I go, you know, <laughs> nope. if, if, if I got time, I'll, I'm going to be out there. And I know, I know my dogs appreciate that attitude. Yep. Um, I don't know. The more you get them out there, it doesn't matter what the condition is. Yeah. You're going to learn something. On the hard days. Yep. Yeah. It makes better dogs. You know, I, I, I know if I take my dogs anywhere else, they really shine. Yeah. This, the conditions here just don't, they don't get any tougher. The brush isn't any thicker and it's not any, any drier anywhere else. I don't think, you know, it's bone dry out here. It, mm-hmm. it, it's hot. The brush is thick and the game is quick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it makes for good dogs. Good but, deal. Yeah, man. What, what else do you got going? You mind me asking? I got the, just the, the three coon hounds. You do a lot of competition stuff, don't you? Um, or do you? I, I go to a handful, but I don't actually participate. Okay. Probably within the next year, I'll start hunting. Um, the red dog that you see me post a lot of, he'll probably get start getting thrown in some hunts. Okay. He'll be two in June, so he's not that old yet. And Right, right. He still has a few kinks that he needs to get worked out, but we're getting there. The two females... They're, they're just not, I don't think they're ever going to be quite a competition dog, just their style of hunting. I, I just don't feel they would, would do well. Yeah. Speaking of that, I keep hearing that you're looking for something different from in a competition dog than you are a field dog. I don't know that for sure. Oh yeah. And, and even my male, he's not, he's not going to go win a world hunt, but right. he's an honest enough dog. He'll stay put. My females are finicky with like company. The one female, she's super loose with the tree, you know. So that's what I'm saying when I say they're they're not competition style dogs. Right, right. It's just if they don't like the company, like I said, the one female she'll come off. I mean, she'll go back to it, but it would be enough that she would get minus in a hunt. Okay. With a male, he's he'll lock down and stay treated a little better than than either than either one of them. Mm. And he's not as particular about company, like, but they're both females are, are purebred leopards and he's half plot. So got a little more hound, okay. blood, hound blood in him. Now, are you getting that, uh, that style of hunt out of your leopards that, that I mentioned earlier? Are you getting that, that drift in the track kind of a little faster trailing speed out of your leopards? Uh, I haven't hunted them enough on bear to really see it. And on coon, I wouldn't say so. But at the same point, our coon around here, it's not like I don't have a ton of cold trailing anyway. Okay. So it, it's it would be hard to say just because my conditions are very different. Right, right. And a lot of times, like I said, there's not a ton of cold trailing. Okay. So, so what? It's like, uh, yeah, just hot tracks to tree most of the time? Pretty much. Um, I hunt a lot of like patch woods around farms. So okay. you're talking edges of cornfields and stuff like that. Right, right. So okay. you might you might hit a feeder track that's a little colder, but most of the time it's not cold like your tracks are going to be. Oh, when you say feeder track, you mean casting your dogs off of some kind of feed? No, like they'll get out in a cornfield and they'll, they'll move around a lot within that cornfield feeding. 
Okay. It's not that it's cold. It's just that they went all over the place. In oh, a small it's a little area. more sporadic. Huh? They're not, they're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. So they have to like kind of figure it out because they went all over the place instead of straight line for three miles. Right, it's, right. you know, a zigzag all yeah. over like a small patch. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that'd be kind of tough to figure out, huh? They kind of probably have to drift the outside of that and figure out where it left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like us chasing foxes down here in the brush, man. Those foxes will do some tricky stuff. They'll get running, and you think you got them jumped and, and going good, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, on the garment, you just start seeing corkscrewing going on and figure eights mm-hmm. and whatnot, and and you got to have a dog that's smart enough to figure out where that thing left that corkscrew, you know? Yep. Yeah, I guess that some of that stuff translates. Well, I'd love to hunt some farmland like that, some some flatlander stuff. <laughs> you you wouldn't believe That's what here. I do for a what I do for a fox hide, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I've climbed some mountains and gotten to the top and just seen the dogs barking in a rock pile, and I'm just like, son of a, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes I I can't even believe what I do to get up there just to see my dogs barking, <laughs> yep. you know. But. uh I don't know. It's all, it's all part of it. Especially when I first started, you know, I, I was so gun ho to get to a tree and get to where my dogs are or, mm-hmm. you know, or just get to my dogs period. But I mean, I would just follow them everywhere. Now I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> hold I'll, back I'll, a little bit. I'll hold back a little bit, you know, I'll make sure they're treated before I leave the truck or before I start climbing uphill. Cause a lot of times I'll, I'll you know, I just walk circles in the, in, I, I want to call it, I mean, it's, it's desert country, but it's more like semi-desert, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the foot, the foothills that roll into the desert is where I hunt a lot of times. Okay. And, and the brush is called chaparral, but yeah, I'll, I'll walk circles in there. Uh, like first thing in the morning, just cause I don't, I don't like being totally lazy and, and roading them down the, down the road, you know, but even still, if I hunt at night, I don't really like, you know, walking circles at night. So I'll, I'll, I'll road them at night and then, and then walk circles in the morning. Yeah, man. It's yeah. You just wouldn't believe what, what <laughs> I'm willing to, what I'm willing to go up, uh, to see my dogs treat. So. Yeah. You definitely hunt a lot tougher country than I do. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's, a little spoiled I mean, here. Yeah. And well, you know, what's nice is you get to see, your, you get to see your dogs win more. I, I would imagine mm-hmm. without, without having to break yourself off. Oh yeah. But I, I'm sure you have you you have your nights too, you know. There's nights it gets frustrating. Yeah, so. we had one of those. Uh, I was out uh, coon hunting last weekend. Yeah, the dogs jump one off a canal, and or actually, I saw it first, but we didn't we didn't tell the dogs or anything. We just kept going mm-hmm. going the direction we were going, and anyway, it jumped out. The dogs ran it into some some brush, and and they, and it seemed like it was going to be a hot race to the tree and. The race never started, and we were like, "What the heck is going on?" And and then we started looking around in the trees, and sure enough, that thing tree within probably you know a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And I just sat back. I wanted to watch the I wanted to watch the dogs work. So we sat back and just kind of let the dogs try and find it, you know. But it's so it was so dry, man. It was it was yep. so dry. Eventually, I watched my one dog. Uh, I I watched him trail right up to the tree you know <laughs> and uh so yeah it was cool but a good win like i said i, I like going doing the the coon thing just because it's a little it's a little easier trailing on on me and and the dogs and you know you got to give them a win every now and then if, if yep. you get a little dry dry spell mm-hmm. on uh on fox hunting good deal now how far do you got to go to do that that's about a two hour drive i'm in the i'm in it man i'm in it 
but yeah, the coon hunting, is a, it's a little easier, but it, it's so dry out there in that country, unless it's monsoon season, you know, they get those same kind of monsoons that Arizona does. It's just super dry country. So it's, it's tough trailing, you know, if you hope, you know, they, they jump it. Yeah. The, and, and, you know, the coon here is just coming. We're right behind it, but cold trailing out there is pretty serious. You know, okay. it's, it, it's cold trailing through like dry desert clay type, like basically through dust. They're, they're cold trailing across dust. Mm-hmm. You know? So out there, if you don't have a, like those competition dogs, I hear they don't want them to have as cold a nose as, is you know some people do just because yep. they don't want them cold trailing for so long so i don't even know if if it came to trailing you know not just a jump race i don't know if a competition coon or coon dog could catch one out there you know yeah they would just they wouldn't be able to smell it it takes it takes the coldest nose dog to trail to trail coons across that desert uh, wow. coming out of those canals and whatnot Sounds like your dried ground line dogs are pretty good for that. I mean, pretty much. And that's, and that's, that right. And that's why I, uh, the guy I got that, uh, my cold nose dog from, he, he got this dog specifically because he knew it was out of just super cold nose bloodlines, mm-hmm. you know, he, and he knew he needed that kind of dog out there and he's still pissed. He sold them to me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We might make a cross one of these days. Good deal. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're out here getting after it. Just, uh, just like everybody else. Yep. You know? Not what I thought running dogs yeah. in Southern California. Well, there's some good old boys out here, man. You you better believe there's some good old boys in, in Southern California, San Diego County, San Bernardino, up there, uh, you know, the eastern part of Los Angeles. Don't be fooled. There there are there are some good old boys getting down out here and who are hardcore hunters and fishermen. And uh we're we're going as hard as anybody else, I guarantee it. Good deal. Well. For people that want to find you, where do they find you online? Uh, you can go to my website, SoCalOutfitters.com. Um, and uh, I've got my Instagram page, uh, SoCalOutfitters. So, yeah, for, for the East Coast waterfowlers, if you guys want to get out and try your luck at a cinnamon teal, yeah, give me a call. There's only so many options. And and uh, if there's anybody out here in California who, who wants to meet up and do some hunting, you know, I know the circle's pretty small for the guys who are still doing it. But, um, you know. Yeah, hit me up. Let's do some hunting. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.